brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Moon Knight Review, episode two. I am Oscar as my daddy, Trash Snell, and I'm joined by the Scarab, Kirkland Patzer. I'm Adam Harcaster, Dylan Muss. I'm the psycho Colonel Sanders, Taylor Field. 
Psycho Colonel Sanders. Well, there you go. But yes, we are back for episode two. Thank you to everyone that checked out episode one. It was after less than a week, a top 20 episode for us. So a big thank you to everyone that checked out. Hope you enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, tons of stuff's popping off. We have a new side quest out. There'll be a newscast at some point. We got few, four views dropping this weekend. We have Halo, Everything Everywhere. We got Ambulance. We got Sonic. Just a plethora of stuff happening. Where can they find us all? Ladies and gentlemen, with your interconnection in the search bar, Geekverse.ca is our home base, Geekverse Cast is our Twitter, and Geekverse on our Facebook. Boom. Links down below where you can find us, audio, video, podcast feeds, we're at rate, review, and most importantly, head over to Patreon and support us because the more you support us, as you can see, the more content you get, plus ad-free early episodes, a whole wide variety of tiers and whatnot. So check that out. Lots of good things happening. Um, Dylan, I know you just asked, good side quest but then you and Taylor are gonna have a great side quest next week because you guys have been playing uh star wars obviously no spoilers on the thoughts mm -hmm. but uh good times so far uh some technical mm. issues on the switch but otherwise <laughs> it's going well it crashed in the first level so that, that's oh. a <laughs> quick spoiler but did you buy good. the switch version just because of like you could take that anywhere like easy transferable yeah that and i have multiple controllers for the switch which i don't have for xbox well i do but the other one has drift so it's it's just a whole mess over here with hardware for me but <laughs> anyway yeah next that'll be week. next episode there you go so yeah that's a good stuff popping off to their field you lead the way what do you think of moon knight episode two non-spoilers of course Oh, gosh. I mean, it, it just kind of sheds a little bit more light on the context of things and what we're dealing with. I felt like I was much more like coherent and following along with what's going on in this episode. And uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than than last week's. And that's definitely a good thing. I mean, everything development wise for every different character seems to kind of be running full steam ahead. And I, I liked certain progressive things with these characters over last week because I, I feel like we got a lot more spotlight on certain aspects of these characters and dialogue and everything like that between characters and such. It just kind of exposed a lot more to what's going on and filled in the gaps and it just got me more excited. There was one sequence that took place. I was just like, oh, this is just so cool. I'm really, I'm really digging like the aesthetic and just the whole, the whole vibe that's just kind of going on here and yeah, it's just a good episode. I gotta say, I love that we got a really nice uh, Moon Knight background, but when it's all four of us, you see shit. It's just like a bunch of... You can see the shadow in there between you and me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kirk and Patzer, <clears throat> episode two. Yeah, I, I agree with Taylor. I, I definitely like this episode more than the last one. I, I think they're doing a good job of just building upon what they 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 laid the grounds for last week. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just blown away by Oscar Isaac, honestly. He's just absolutely killing this role. Uh so he's fantastic. Uh, the cinematography, too, uh, is really just stand out for me in, in these last two episodes of just different shots that they have that just, I don't know, it's it's really artsy and I've just really noticed it. Uh, so, yeah, it's really awesome. I'm, I'm loving all the Moon Knight stuff. It's just it's just really, really exciting to like dive into this new character, for me at least, because I just don't have much experience with him. And, uh, yeah, no, it's awesome. I'm, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Dilmas. Uh, yeah, for me, I think, you know, the first episode really set the scene, set the tone. And then I feel like this episode's like, oh, all right, we got to go back and uh, draw in some of those details. Mm. Uh, definitely some scenes that are just exposition, uh, but even just filling in the backstory in uh, some fun ways. So, yeah, I, 
I think it, yeah, definitely uh, on same vibe with Taylor. I feel like I'm kind of understanding what's going on now and I'll be able to follow along from here on out without kind of being confused, which I, you know, I wonder if that was going to be a thing. You're just playing through the whole show. If you don't really understand what's going on, but I feel like from here on out, we'll know what's gone, going on with the uh, Oscar Isaac and his character characters mm-hmm. and just the world in general, the other characters that we got going on. So yeah, I think it was a good second episode to fill in those details. Yeah, no, I I guess I agree with the majority that I liked it better than the first episode. But I said that before the first episode, it's a lot. It, it was like the it was some crazy stuff, but it was a lot of setup of like, okay, this is Mark Speck. Well, I guess this is Stephen Grant, and these are like a few things of why you know something's not right. You got Muna in here. This definitely was kind of coloring the pages in, and I did like that. I think there's some things that again we don't learn too much about him but i'm really liking ethan hawk in the role anytime he's on screen he's just creepy he's just i really enjoyed that uh yeah i think we got to see a lot more of oscar isaac's range this episode he's not saying he was bad last week but this is one of these episodes that shows like why you go to hire a guy like this because obviously uh, there's some heavy scenes and whatnot there's a couple like moon knight continuity or i guess comics canon stuff that i'm questioning of where we're going a few with the personalities a few with one personality in particular um but yeah i think they're doing still good as far as yeah you learn some stuff but they're still showing you the mystery box element of right when you get your answers for this it's like okay there's a question for this 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 and this so i think it ends in a really uh interesting place i really liked the back half of the episode again but the first was even really good but uh yeah i think the best part about this is it seems like a show that even myself who's read the comic books, you don't know exactly where you're going to be in the next scene. You know, whether that's you don't know what character you're going to be, you don't know what location you're going to be, you mm-hmm. don't know what you're going to be fighting. So I think that's a good thing that I, luckily I've not had. You know, there's we've done these midnight reviews and I've had times before where could be loopy or might fall asleep, Boba Fett. But this is not so far, both episodes I've been wide awake because I think it's good at like keeping you on your toes. And uh, yeah, even la- for next week, I, I think it like it gives us the direct path of where we're going, but we don't exactly know why so i i i'm really enjoying it so far everything that i have are not necessarily spoilers but questions as far as uh uh where we're going would be more spoilerific so i will save it for that so anything else you guys want to say before we uh start dishing out some details um, Let's get into it. i i was just gonna say quickly i i feel like i'm oh, a little Kirkland bit more confident delays. on uh like just the six episodes <laughs> at least for this one because it just felt like they were able to cover a lot and just mm-hmm. two episodes. Um, I don't know. Well, the director said he viewed one, two, three, four, and five, six as like three movies. So this was like the yeah. ending of movie one. That was his. Right. And that definitely had that vibe of this was like a little mini arc. And I do agree with you, especially like there's one thing I don't know how the Moon Knight fans are going to react to it, but there's definitely one question we talked about before leading up to this like oh how are they going to deal with this character and something is dealt with pretty quickly and i think that's good for the show but i think that's a little disappointing for some people like myself i'm I'm very torn about it so i'm excited to talk about but yeah it it does feel it it feels like we got a lot and i guess it did help like it's 53 minutes but still it's more like 
46 minutes or 45 minutes with the credits, but still felt like a juicy, like meaty episode, yeah. you know, felt like we got lots of content in it and we learned a lot. It didn't, at least that's one thing too. I feel like other shows we've talked about before where not if an episode was a filler, but maybe not the whole episode was needed where this doesn't feel like there's any second kind of wasted as far as moving the plot forward. So that's good because in six episodes, yeah, it's, you know, you got time, but we've seen a few finales and endings now where that's not been the case. So all right, we're going to get into spoilers after this ad break, and you're going to hear from one of our sponsors, so we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Somebody Write This Podcast. This podcast is a collaborative storytelling brainstorming podcast where the hosts, Hannah and Jenny, and a guest randomly generate a plot synopsis and then try to flesh that nonsense out into a plausible story bitch. The podcast started because there was a brainstorming game that they used to play with their sisters when they were kids, and they thought it would be a tremendous fun to share it with others, especially if any of them were inspired to make their own creation out of these. They'll be improvising and brainstorming ideas based on the implausible. Topics frequently include other media that inspires them, storytelling structure, and the creative process as a whole. The vibe is energetic, humorous, but also hoping to find a generally good story in beneath the chaos. So GV is telling you to go check out this podcast right now. Like, right now go check it out grab your phone go to anchor go to spotify go to apple podcast go to google play basically anywhere you can find a podcast you'll find somebody write this and start listening today brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you but midi health understands that for women over 40 they can all be connected Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So where... I'm going to let you guys lead the floor of like where you want to start because I have one big thing, but I, I'm going to save it. Taylor, Taylor, has fingers Taylor looks excited. I mean, we get, we get Mr. Knight, which I had, <clears throat> I, well, I really, that's had... what I was going to save, but you know, fuck me. We're just oh, going to start. With go. it, you know? I, I had no idea the concept of how, how this character works. And I just figured, okay, it's just like a, it, it's just Moon Knight, but just in a different kind of like snazzy looking style, like apparel. Like I didn't know and understand it, but now I understand. Mm-mm. So I don't understand. So so Mr. Knight, if people don't know, we've talked about Mr. Knight was the guy that had the suit on. He had just the head, you know, piece on. He had the batons. That's not how Mr. Knight works at all in the comic books. <laughs> the way like Stephen Grant is like, oh, I have a suit and I'm a pro-. no, no, no. Mr. Knight is like a complete separate entity. And that's why I'm very surprised that they so like I get it. It's it is fun. It's a nod to the comic books. Like, look, it's the Mister Knight costume, but that costume usually means a lot. He's a detective. He is the guy that kind of has a bit more control of the personality, so you can kind of talk to them. But the best way I've described him before is I, Taylor won't get this reference, but he's a lot like Hannibal in the show Hannibal, where he's very friend, like he's friendly, but you know he's up to something. Like he's always deceiving. He's always like keeping something withheld. So this whole segment of him just getting the suit and like, oh, I can fight and being like Jim carries the mask for a little bit. That's not how Mr. Knight is. So I don't know if that's going to evolve in the future or this was just, ah, we're not going to do that, but everyone loves the look of the suit, so let's just have Mm -hmm. a nod to it. So Is it the same thing in the comics then where the the Moon Knight, as Mm -hmm. we know, Moon Knight is just Mark Spector with like powers? Because that's the way I took it, is that like each personality has like a super suit that's exactly how i took it and so is it the same thing for mark specter and moon knight as it would be or like how is that related to what we saw with mr knight i feel like when mr knight has usually always been a separate entity mark specter moon knight there's been times where they've been kind of together but to me moon knight is almost more like like the bodyman of khonshu and mark specter because usually mark specter is in the stephen grant role What's going on? I'm trying to figure this all out and everything like that. He's usually the main. <laughs> I'm trying oh, no. to figure you got conchewed. Oh, he's back. So he's usually Mark Spector is usually the main character, like Stephen Grant, trying to figure it all out, and that's why Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, they're just kind of 
separate entities as well. So they're taking it like the route you guys are describing of each identity has their, you know, superpower beam, but that's not really the way it is in the comic books. And that's why I was going to ask even of like, I'm, I'm not sure at some points they almost insinuate that Stephen Grant was the prime person, but then they insinuated that it was Mark. So I am wondering when Moon Knight's gone or Conchu's gone, who, who's in control? Yeah. Like, does like, who is like, does Stephen Grant, die per se does mark specter die per se i don't know but yeah this is definitely more of a slant they're taking for this show i'd say the whole power set tied to somebody it seems to me like stephen grant just spawned within the last couple months or something like that mm-hmm. and mark was who that per- who oscar isaac's body was for his whole life and you know obviously we'll see if there's other personalities that pop in there but I, I, I kind of like that. I was expecting that Moon Knight and Mr. Knight would all be different personalities. So mm-hmm. it's a different, it's kind of a twist from what I was expecting, but obviously I don't have the comic book background. Um, but well, I guess just to a read of the room, what, what do you, do you guys think that Moon Knight and Mark Spector are the, are the same then that's then Steven and Mr. Knight are? Cause I definitely took it that way after this episode. I'm I'm curious going forward how like it, uh, if Miss Mr. Knight evolves a little bit from what we've just seen, uh, whether that's Steven in the shoes or it gets crossed over with Mark. Because um, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like right now I see no reason why they can't all kind of be uh, you know Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, just like mm. the different version. But I mean, we've only seen Mark have the actual moon knight outfit right mm-hmm. because he swaps in the bathroom and then he swaps uh in the fight in this episode so yeah i it could go that way but i, I am curious if, if they change it up uh you know maybe not next episode but later on in the season because to me it was strange last week when he's like oh give me control i can help you out and then when they give mark control he just turns into moon knight so now i think with that and this episode it it definitely is like okay mark specter has the the moon knight power and stuff like that and i don't i don't know how i feel about that but i kind of i guess i understand because stephen grant is our our lead here but i did kind of like the idea of them maybe being a bit more separate so and it's funny because we had talked about newscast before about mr knight that that's like usually like he mr knight was introduced god like under 10 years like 2016 that that concept of mr knight and it took a lot to get to that so i was always worried of like man in six episodes i don't think we'll have the time to like that'll feel really rushed so i think Mm -hmm. this is a smart way of doing it of you know oh hey it's just kind of a an add-on to steven but at the same time i think they are kind of robbing him potential future character because i guess it could morph though right like he could could. turn into his own form over time i guess i just don't know is i guess team grant's gonna start being a detective or something or i i I don't know (laughs) that's where i don't i think they're gonna adapt it more but i think you're right that i did fully take it as mark specter is moon knight pretty like that's their kind of one he doesn't lose control when he transforms no no what about you? So yeah, Tara. Now I've clarified. That's so. Mister Knight, how it's going in the show is not exactly how it's done in the comic books. It's just uh, I think they're doing their own type of version of it here. Right. I yeah. I'm I'm kind of more in line with how what Dylan said. There is just I took it as each different personality that's inside Stephen's mind has their own. Um, they have retained their consciousness, but when they put on the suit, they have their own like a uh, physical apparel 
designation. I don't know what you would call it. Their own uh, <laughs> look. Your own suit. Yeah. Alter, their own alter ego super suit. Yeah. So I again, I quite enjoyed the. I love the suit, though. I mean, I love seeing it and everything like that. And again, when he does that relinquishing and swaps to Mark, and then Mark just puts the suit on, it's just like the tone shifts, hmm. and it's just fantastic. But then again, Layla obviously knows about this, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay, how much does Layla know about what's going on here? Well, that, so this is probably like a, a trope that, I, like, not probably, it is a trope that happens in all these movie TV shows, right? Where they tell the character, that, okay, I'll explain everything. Just give me a second. And they do that right on the bike. He's like, let's just get to my lot and I'll explain everything. I feel like he's doing a terrible job explaining everything because it doesn't feel like he's even taking a crack at it. That's where I'd say, like, it was a little tropey for me of just, it's lots of gener- generic, just like, lots of changes are happening or I don't really understand what's happening. It's just like, just like, because what happens is we meet her to get on the bike we go there later on the episode it's like Taylor saying it sounds like she's insinuating like bust out the suit blah blah so she kind of knows there's some freaky stuff going on i feel like there's part of her that might be able to accept oh you have you know did you got multiple personalities going on up here if she doesn't if she just thinks oh it's mark then i kind of understand but now i'm kind of mixed as far as if she thinks there is an egyptian god living in him I, I, why is she being so just like kind of I don't know I felt like eventually she started to figure out or buy that okay he's not putting on an act Steven is a person but I think maybe it took too long and I, like I said I also didn't like Steven I just felt like he was just walking in circles I get that this is going really fast and everything but I thought we were going to get him to sit down and explain like what's because pretty much you got to say if I know you think I'm lying but I have this these thoughts this is my personality this is you know all this but I feel like he was not doing that at all and the show was on purpose just trying to delay some sort of reveal or something that's fair that's yeah fair. i totally agree with that i there's even something i realized with um like steven going back and forth with mark like in the mirrors like i feel mm-hmm. like it's just a lot of like oh like give me the body no and then it just like goes <laughs> on and then it's like give me the body no which and then it gets to the end of the episode mean? Do you mean like when Steven has control or when Mark had control? When Steven has control. And both. Then, but yeah, it, <laughs> it's kind They're of been all, both. That's their conversation. But even like know? last episode, you know, it was it was like a slow descent into Mark actually like communicating with him. But it was just like, give me the body. And then he doesn't. And then right at the end of the episode, he's like, okay, I'll do it. And then he saves him. And then it like rolls credits. So like, I, I hope that's not just like a pattern every episode. They're just constantly like, give me the pattern. I, I know now it's Mark in the, the driver's seat. But I don't know. It was getting a little bit annoying, but. I did like, though, the conversation when Stephen was put in the kind of whatever, the swapped place. Yeah, And he's just talking definitely. about, like, how disheveled he feels and how just cold it is. I really like that, describing mm-hmm. of... You, They're almost, actually having, like, a conversation as opposed yeah. to just being, like, you know, actions going Bickering, on. Just yeah. like, give me the suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I like that it kind of gives you a sense of, okay, of course you want to be prime, you want to be in control, but also when you're non-control, it's it's not a good place to be. And the shot I really liked is at the end when they're in Egypt and Mark mm-hmm. is just there. He has, like, I think he's drinking or something like that. And then when he looks in the mirror, Steven's, like, he looks like he's cold. He has a blanket around him and stuff like that. So I liked that kind of kind of duality of seeing, okay, now Steven's in there. And I think you'll get less arguing on the body i think you'll get a lot of steven next week maybe whining about being in there because it's going to be probably painful but that's where i think i think to me this episode was i hit the peak i was fine with it sounds like you were a bit more getting tired of it i think it worked for me like all of it but i could see if it keeps going on like i don't need them to keep arguing about the body yeah but i I get that you want to 
you want to stress that, right? Because it's the first, like, technically you saw Mark for the first time in, like, last two minutes of last True. week, right? So Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely a little nitpicky thing, but. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do here. One thing That's I was <laughs> uh, just trying to figure out the rules on is mm-hmm. who can see what. So it seems like when he transforms into Moon Knight, everyone can see that, but I guess the camera when they went through the video camera stuff at the at the uh, museum they didn't have a shot of the bathroom to see him transform into that costume it's illegal to have cameras and bathrooms still on you know you can't do that (laughs) but it's legal to have reinforced steel doors (laughs) it's illegal to have them in the stalls i guess but maybe but i don't know maybe not in the bathroom anyway yeah so no he didn't see that part Mm -hmm. but then creatures are these creatures are invisible but well, except for Stephen Grant or, you know, Moon Knight, he can see them. But then I'm guessing also the guy who summons them can see them. And would it be yeah. just them as the Avatar and the previous Avatar? Or, like, can the other cult people see it? Layla well, can't. Layla was able to it? because Layla splashed that debris on it and saw its well, she, head, No, but right? she couldn't, like, see it. Like, Initially. she could figure out something was there, but she yeah. couldn't see it by default. I think she was just going off the projection of he's getting choked. Where would this thing be in unison of that? Because, I mean, it exists, right, somewhere but in the world. Even but, I mean, I who can a, physically see it? But even I had a question, like, okay, so Steven saw it last week when he was running away. I felt like when he was Mr. Knight, could he see it or could he not? Like, were they making it invisible for us to I think the he viewer? could see it. He could okay. see it because he's, like, he's talking, like, you know, quick, yeah, like you're a right. okay. butterfly yeah. sting, like, Because there was thing. times you would see him with that, and I was trying to, I thought, are they I think he's just a clumsy me? fighter. Is, well, is yeah. Where he's <laughs> yeah, hey, he got one punch, you know, and stuff like that. He's a good punch, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, I feel like if you have some Egyptian powers in your body, somehow you can see this thing. And then if you don't, mm. like, Layla, I don't think she could. I don't think the public could. Even though they could see this guy running around in a white cape, I don't think they could see the jackal, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great play on last week as far as like I, I like the real the cameras when they just they just see Stephen Grant running around the museum like and a he mad stares man. down that's not me that's no me. that's you yeah <laughs> no it's not and I like that too because now I feel like I said this before it was always going to be this way but I like that at least for the again for the first 15 minutes they're trying to play up that oh maybe it's just all in steven's head because when they show it it's like oh what is going on now i think we're past the point of it's not in the head you saw that staff get thrown down there's big purple smoke you saw the jackal you saw him so i think it's fully like okay this is what's happening but i yeah that's how i take it as egyptian pirate people can see these jackals and yeah for them and i don't don't know if this is inconsistency but i thought it was interesting that the What's the name of the villain? I keep forgetting his name. Arthur, Arthur. Harrow Arthur. or something. So yeah. Arthur, we're assuming, can see the creatures that he's spawning. Maybe mm-hmm. he just does the magic and then he can't actually see them. But he also, he can't see Conchu. And obviously only Moon Knight can see Conchu. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's different kind of magic things. Um, it does. It, it makes sense, I guess, if only Moon yeah. Knight can see him. But... You would think if like these only these people who were avatars could see these things that maybe he should also be able to see Conchu, but I don't know if that's a big deal. Yeah, I think it's because I guess he could be bringing these jackals up with some of his dark magic and things like yeah. that. Where Conchu, which we did learn that him and Conchu used to be conjoined and stuff, and he was talking about last week about being betrayed and everything. So it sounds like 
that that's probably the uh, culprit right there. That him and Conchu had some sort of partnership deal or something like that. And I I, I like that because I already liked him last week, but I love that you know Conchu would say something and he would tell you know Stephen this and he would tell him to question him. And I like that because already I feel like. You know, we know that Conchu and him will probably eventually, you know, work out their heroes and stuff. But, like, in the moment when we're building up these characters, I like that Arthur is putting some doubt on a Conchu because why should we trust this guy? You know, he is kind mm-hmm. of rude. He is kind of creepy and stuff like that. So I, I, I hope we get a little more context of how their partnership happened. But I think it did make him a bit more interesting, Arthur, as far as he's been, he's literally been conjoined to Conchu at one point. You know, and he has first-hand knowledge and experience mm-hmm. with them so yeah great way to connect the hero and the villain in this case mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I i really like that addition that's that's a good 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 thing yeah taylor anything on uh, arthur this week anything we didn't see him too much we got to see a bit more of his he has quite a few people of this cult they got like a whole i don't know city block take it he over fucking loves that lentil soup growing tomatoes i love that line see a goat yes it is i love the little just weird humor this show has <laughs> like little off lines like that but uh yeah what do you think about arthur so far oh i mean he does the the cliche villain thing where he's trying to like come off as like hey i'm your buddy i'm your pal and this is what's going on and all <laughs> this jazz and he's like i like that he was calling out Konshu. i really enjoyed that and it just it made Conchu feel like he was less godly than what mm-hmm. he was initially. Um, so there's a few few lines that had me chuckling there, but um, yeah, the the whole tone just changes in that scene when all the people start standing up after they had some lentils, and he just starts like dealing or dishing out like, "I need the scarab. Can I speak to Mark?" and all this jazz, mm-hmm. and then Layla just comes out of the fucking air, just shows up. So. I like that they put him in the car to try to like coax out. Is he faking this or is it real? Because he's like, oh, I, I, I got an understanding of your situation now. Because he could hear him fully talking to Mark and like having these conversations within himself. Where before they might think like, oh, is Mark just fucking with us? Is this just a secret identity? But I like that they did between that and last week with the scales going back and forth. Figured out, okay, no, this isn't a show, and that's where I like that. As of right now, Stephen Grant is like the weaker link of the bunch so they i liked arthur again classic villain trope of like trying to go after that one right like oh yeah can i speak to him and i know where you've been and i did like throughout the episode of conchie was just sitting around like you just see him up in a wall up on a roof i mm-hmm. liked i liked the presence always because that's how it is in the comics it's very much like a symbiotic relationship and i liked that just he would just be in the background just chilling not always like up in your face or saying stuff so and he's throwing a little tantrum too. He knocked the like the bakery trays off that little shelf, and everyone yep. was like, <gasps> so. "Yeah!" And Arthur's like, "Don't, don't, you know, don't bother, ignore him, and stuff like that." <laughs> yeah. And so I, is is his yeah. power in the in the physical world limited to just like little gusts of wind? Is that what we're taking it I, as? I or can he get like, like really angry and do some like big explosion or something? I feel like he can do uh, well. I feel like it's a mix. I feel like it's one of these. It's gonna be one of those things. I feel like in a few episodes we're gonna talk about like does this fit or whatnot and stuff. Just whatever but, they need for the scene. Yeah. yeah, there's times where he can go pretty godlike, but again, it's always kind of attached to Mark or the Avatar, right? So um let's see how is the direction only gives us how is direction overall given the directing due of this episode and episode four will be directing loki season two uh I, kirkland shot a lot of the cinematography i thought directing was fine anything i have 
problems wise, I don't like I don't have too many problems. I my only thing is like maybe some of the stuff we talked about that could be problems down the line. My only thing is for me is just like, I gotta see what they do with Mister Knight because I, I I like I get adaption and stuff, but there's still like a little disappointment if like that's just what he is if he's just like a another cool costume and stuff. But this episode at least gives me good vibes for them doing mm-hmm. Loki season two. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. the cinematography was great. Like just in that uh, the storage locker, yeah, that whole set piece I really liked. And and you mentioned not liking the scene on the bike so much, or at least just kind of the retreading the same thing over and over again, or him not getting to the point. But I I really like the yeah the camera angles on that, and it's funny because you know he's had so many bad experiences with mirrors in these last few days. But I like that they're using that mirror to mm-hmm. show her face, and it take you know it's a good way because like that's the first time you're seeing her really, and so it's. You're slowly getting introduced to her, and then it's in the apartment. You kind of see her face fully walking around. They're having a full conversation. So, and it's kind of just yeah, it's just an awkward position where he can't really see her face fully. So, I I yeah, I like the I think the cinematography is is solid overall. Yeah, absolutely. The the other scene I'd shout out for that would be probably I mean the the museum chase scene, just like through the different camera angles. That was really good, and then also mm-hmm. um, like the the fight at the end with mr knight the jackal and layla and it was just switching to like aerial views sometimes and then it would go down to like where they were and it was just mm-hmm. oh it was awesome because it just showed like the full range of the, the fight arena basically you know like the 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 area that's at play and it was it, yeah it was awesome i loved it yeah the two shots i really liked was at one point when he took his name like they fired him they let him go they offered him some help and everything like that and then he puts his name tag down and they got this shot of the glass mm. and it's like his head yeah. in between his legs and the hand so it's kind of like symbolizing the mm-hmm. two people that was really was cool great. and then the other one was when he had the gun out and he put the gun on the bed and it was just Mark's eyes on the gun at first because at first I thought it was like Moon Knight because the eyes were like really defined and really up there but it was just Mark's like you need to let me like Kirkland said you need to give me the body <laughs> 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 that's gonna I, uh, I feel like that's gonna be a meme later on this week like that you gotta give the body and stuff but yeah that the, the reflection in the gun was really cool and it was great because it was just like almost anything on the reflection mark specter is going to be up in his face like just trying to get his attention and and especially because like stephen grant i think will want to get out because that's a scary place for him where mark legitimately feels him and layla are in grave danger if he doesn't get out which he's probably right you know because at the end of the scene he kind of dispatched that jackal i'd say pretty easily now i don't have a problem with that because i feel like moon knight i would assume has dealt with this a few times and last week he also just destroyed it but the second he took over the the goal was to get the thing away and kill it and he did that very easily he ran and i thought all that stuff was good like we've seen that like it's the background of this episode the him jumping the buildings but all the stuff of him running the reflections mm-hmm. all like the suit just looks so good the suit like anytime you see the suit in action it's fantastic he just spikes this jackal and that was it again i i'm very interested to see the screen time all put together of the suit when the series ends because I can't remember where, if it was last week or Marvel Alliance when I was talking about, I don't think we're going to, maybe the finale, but I don't think we're getting that suit much. I think they're going to use it very sparingly. Like already two episodes, we've seen it for, you know, what, 15 seconds last week and maybe maybe a minute this week, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. So, Yeah, no, I I think the suit looked phenomenal. Um, yeah, I was, I was pumped to see that just rooftop jump scene, <laughs> the one we had seen uh, deliver us the logo and... Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was fun to just see him running around. 
I think the nighttime helps. It'll be interesting if they ever have them during the day, but I guess that's not really the Moon Knight way. Right. You'd be in the the middle of the night for the Moon Knight. And the what are they? Night. What are his uh, his projectiles called again? The Moon Glaives. What are, they have a fun oh, name, don't they? I, yeah. Fuck. I, I, someone in the chat told us what it was. Travis probably knows. But I yeah. I, exit stage I like stuff. that we got to see. We just got to see a little bit more of his tools him running the around batons, so, yeah. Yeah. crescent darts crescent there darts. you go there you go shows to ultimate alliance but i like <laughs> that he just has because i was wondering like how does he get multiple of them is it like a boomerang or something but he just like has them on his chest and he just pulls out yeah. like one one or two at a time like i don't know how many he's packing in there but he they're you know they're pretty thin i guess so he can stack a few of them in there nicely they're made of adamantium which is Ooh, i didn't realize that of that's course cool not confirming the show yet. So no, let's, no, no. Let's let's, let's hang this on there. MarvelFandom.com the confirmed, yeah. <laughs> not not the show. Which is like I get it because like adamantine's like the strongest metal marble, but I just feel it's weird that like it should be made of some sort of conchu magic metal. <laughs> is adamantium stronger it's than like vibranium? <laughs> well, vibranium's kind of like a juice too. It's like just like everything. <laughs> Yeah, he just it's like lava. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel like they're they're for different uses, but I feel like you're just looking for bronze and fighting adamantium's the way to go. Like you got a man made out of it, you know, and he can't die, so it's you know, not too bad. So I've seen him die. <laughs> you always, go, yeah, that's you know what, that's true. I forgot that did happen. Uh, let's take uh, another ad break, and then we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So, uh, Kirk, I didn't get your thoughts on Arthur. Again, we didn't learn much of him this week, but Arthur... Uh... Yeah, I... Um... I, I agree with what you're saying, how I, I feel like he doesn't have to do much to just come off like really creepy in this role. Um, there's a lot of shots of his hair just like blowing in the wind when he's yeah. just like standing there with his cane. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, Ethan Hawke just with that hair, just, yeah. It, I feel like I haven't really been able to fully just see it as Arthur. Uh, it's still Ethan Hawke for me, but I, I think he's still doing good. Um, I, I'm still kind of, I feel like he's a threat. Uh, I feel like if if you just have a regular dude as as the main or supposedly the main villain in the show, um, he, he can come off kind of, or it's it's important if if he has that fear factor, you know, as as a big villain. I feel like he's doing that even just with someone that, I guess he does have powers that 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 cane or that artifact. I feel like might be the only reason why he has those powers, but still mm-hmm. he has a lot of influence being like a cult leader. So, yeah, I'm. I'm still threatened by him. <laughs> well, even then, like the, he has the cane, but he still has like the like the judgment on his wrist and stuff. Like that has to be some sort of magic, right? And that's where I'm wondering too. Is like once Konshu left him, did he keep some powers? Did he have these powers already? And Konshu and him formed. Maybe that's why Konshu thought it was a good idea because he's like, oh look, there's a super powered person. So I'm interested to hear more of that. I did like the kind of play on. Uh, if people, I'm not sure if you have seen the movie, but Steven Spielberg's Minority Report, and that's that Tom Cruise cop movie where they can like put, they have these like weird people in a bath, everything, but they could like project and they'd be like, oh, Dylan Musk is gonna kill this person on this day, and they go and arrest him before the murder happens, and there's this whole argument of like, well, how is that right? Because you don't know for sure if that's gonna happen. You're taking someone's free will away, and I really like them kind of alluding to that in the situation where Arthur's like, well, I'm doing good because I'm getting rid of all the bad people before they can. Do anything bad but i i I took that as kind of like a reference to um uh winter soldier actually when they were the shield was gonna launch those helicarriers right and it was to like oh we can attack the targets before Mm -hmm. they do anything yeah difference is that's like nazis being like pretty much (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) these are nazis being like oh we got to kill people before they can stop us this obviously arthur's bad but his idea is well i'm just gonna like get the sinners before they sin right and steven's like well it doesn't really work that way they're you know like they're innocent people because we uh, i we talked about it last week right when he killed that old woman and he says like oh you're bad and she's like i've I've been good my whole life and he's like maybe it's gonna be something you're gonna do in the future and then he just killed her and i was like oh wow like like she didn't make that choice but now we see what he's operating (laughs) under is you know stop the bad before it can happen which you know there's there's an argument for that but not not the way he's uh Mm -hmm. he's going about but i i was impressed that he kicked a ball in this episode because you know he has glass in those shoes so that like a soccer ball came to him oh that's impressive you know, fuck. Yeah. Almost forgot about the glass and the shoes. Oh yeah, every day, every day <laughs> it's happened. Every day. Uh, let me pull up some notes. Anyone have anything specifically to go to? Uh, I just want to 
pinpoint all in the game's comment here. He killed that guy at the end there without judgment. He, I'm pretty sure he did give judgment to that guy. It was just like really expedited, like <laughs> sequence. Because I'm like, with all in the game. I think he just killed him. And he's like, I can give you I food so and clothing, and he just killed him. Because I think he's like, okay, the- good trade. <laughs> no, okay, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't leave any witnesses, isn't that? Like yeah, I think at sense. the end of the day he's all for judging, but he's gonna that's gonna be the villain trope, right? Where he's just jealous, like not jealous, he just wants to get what he needs. And we did learn the scarab. What it does is it's a Jack Sparrow compass that leads you to not what you want, but whatever. It's gonna lead us to something. I don't know yeah. what it's gonna be, but now we know the purpose of why they want that. So it looked pretty cool in action. It's like a golden mm-hmm. snitch compass. So yeah. Oh, from the gate, great game of Quidditch, right? <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I thought the I thought that was cute. The CG on that was good. And the CG was generally good in this episode. Mm-hmm. There was a couple little things where I could poke holes, but nothing like last episode. So that's good. Um, I wanted to quickly shout out the just the, the opening or the early scene in, in the museum. Um, I like that we didn't overstay our welcome there. Like we didn't get mm-hmm. that annoying boss coming back in and and you know tearing down on him again. We didn't really need that stuff. We just kind—I no. just like that we kind of got this buddy, buddy, buddy moment where they went and watched the tape, and I just like all the reactions. Like, are you crying there? He's like, yeah, a little bit. I—I <laughs> um, I just thought it was funny, and I don't think they uh, overstayed their welcome there in the episode. We kind of got moving on to some new stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I liked that scene as well. Well, I think that's almost like what Kirko was referring to, where it's like it's a longer episode, but there's quite a bit happening that you easily could have like sat in that museum for 15 yeah. minutes. And I really didn't want that, especially when he woke up. I was like, oh, we're going right back here. Right. Okay. And like you said, it moved along pretty quickly. Layla literally just picked him up. What do you guys think about Layla so far? Obviously, we didn't like get tons of her, but we got like enough, I feel like, of her personality. We learned that they are married. Well, her and Mark are married. She's been trying to get a hold of them, like she said last week. So what are your thoughts on Layla so far? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not too impressed so far. Um, oh. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Is this a character I, thing or an acting thing? Or a bit of both? Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit of both, but mostly the character thing. I, I feel like it'd be tough to judge just like this one episode for her mm-hmm. acting performance, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For, for the character, I, I feel like uh, the first impression didn't just blow me out of, out of the water. I was mostly just she was overshadowed by Oscar Isaac. I was just so engaged with him the whole episode. And then she was just like going off of uh, his Stephen Grant role. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I ho- hopefully she, she wins me over as, as the season goes on. But uh, as of right now, I think she's okay. Yeah. Cool. I see yeah. where you're coming from. There isn't a ton of meat on the bone on this episode, uh, but I, I'm definitely intrigued because there's just a lot of questions I have for her now in terms of, well, really, like their backstory. Obviously, they're married and whatnot. But I want to know, like, what the, what are these adventures that they were going on? She used the word mm-hmm. adventure. I think I'm curious what these are adventures are and where her role is in it and like what her background is. Because if she's rolling with Moon Knight, you know, she's got to be pretty badass in her own right. But she wasn't really doing much. She was kind of just running away uh, from combat encounters. And you know, mm-hmm. fair enough. The thing is invisible, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I want to see more of her backstory, and I mean, it's even we lose we lose her at the end of this episode, and then presumably Moon Knight just pieces out to a different country. So I don't know mm-hmm. what. I don't know how we're gonna follow that character down the line. Like maybe she was just out of the room when he was chilling there, you know, having a drink, and she's actually there in Egypt with him. But yeah, I don't know. I f- 
I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they're going to write her into Egypt. And maybe that's just a short little trip, and that's not mm-hmm. like uh, the rest of the series. I don't know, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I see where Kirkland's coming from. But I, I'm intrigued enough. I still think, and I don't know if it could be next week, but I think there's a good chance we may get uh, not a whole centric episode, but at least half the episode of maybe flashbacks of like how he encountered Khonshu and the night in Egypt and all that stuff. And that's where I think you could see more of her. I think she'll definitely link up with them at some point again, because it would feel really weird for her just to disappear. So I think one way mm-hmm. or another, she'll try to help. Um, I like that Mark was trying to get divorced because he sent her papers, but then he's like, why you didn't even sign them? Like what <laughs> fucking mind games are you playing? But uh, yeah, I liked her so far. I like the actress. I think it's the same thing. as the scene where I felt like Mark could have been more clear where, she also could have like asked some questions more clearly as well too. It just felt like they're kind of pussyfooting around in that aspect. So I, I say I'll say I like her, but I'm I'm still uh, still want a little bit more. Taylor, how are you and Layla so far? I am very interested in seeing where this goes because obviously, yeah, she's married to Mark, and there's this whole backstory of them doing missions together. But she is like high on the wanted list for Khonshu whether that's just mm-hmm. leverage on how he's handling Mark I don't know but she's aware of him using yeah, the suit she's aware he said something about her being next or something yeah. like that at the end of the episode which is very and very Khonshu odd. even reiterated that too when talking to him to persuade him to go to Egypt so yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that he Mark going to Egypt is like okay I'm leaving Layla back behind I don't want any connection with her coming along I don't want her knowing anything about what I'm trying to do here so that was reiterated throughout the episode but I'm curious like I'm I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen with her and what she's going to be doing because she's definitely a capable fighter because she was like fought that one like cult member off and uh, Mm -hmm. um, Steven was like oh wow that was impressive or whatever and then she wasn't afraid of fighting an invisible jackal so i mean that's true that's interesting is that afraid or is that just kind of like you have to do that you know because like if if moon knight slash steven slash mark slash mr knight dies it's just you versus the jackal you know true, so but i, I mean like... she she went and she smashed the bottle she got picked up by the throat and then she Oof. still fought it afterwards without having any clue where this fucker was so she holds her own <laughs> She's like still not convinced. She thinks Steven's just or Mark is just like totally trying to gaslight her or something. It's like it's, I don't believe it's you. It's a really good mime. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> bought that costume, didn't you, you motherfucker? Yeah. She um, can also read hieroglyphs, so clearly she's spent some time in Egypt as well with him. Yeah. Uh yeah. it's not a common so. skill. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty good at it too, apparently. <laughs> I did like the little stuff too that he's hiding the personality, and it feels like this is a situation where Mark Spector still loves her, but because of some danger happened, he's pushing her away. He even said that, like, don't get her involved. But I love that. Oh, he's like, oh, this is my favorite poet. And she's like, that's my favorite poet. So I like that Steven is this personality. Like, one of his traits is he's just all his interests are what Layla's interested in. And obviously because Mark Spector is, like, kind of into trying to, like, regress that, like, put it in the back burner and stuff. So I like those little touches of when she was going through the house digging through his stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's her personality. So i like that um i have a question there's some based off you said if she starts to uh, date steven do you consider that adultery uh well that law of adultery is based on the the person that you are like the the physical person you are with if the person is changing different personalities i mean you're married to 
that person. I mean, human law and society doesn't really dictate that you're married to a consciousness. You're married to the physical form mm. and identity of that person. So it wouldn't be adultery. It'd probably be really crazy too. I mean, if you're like mid thrusts and then they just swap to like the other personality, it's like, whoa. Wow, mid-thrust. I didn't think we were hearing that sentence tonight. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. I like when the police showed up. He's, like, talking with Layla, and the police knock at the door, and she's like, who's that? And he just looks at her. He says, I vandalized the toilet. Hmm. It was was the way Oscar, like, delivered it. Man, I just really, really good. I think the thing I like about Stephen Grant, this version, he feels like he could be in Wallace and Gromit, and I really appreciate that. Um, I think that's all the scenes and notes I have, other than like most of this episode was really creepy, which I like. You guys already talked about the uh, the, um, what is it? The the shack? What, what What's the actual term I'm thinking of here? That he had, he was renting out, he had all stuff. Oh, storage, storage locker. locker. Yeah, storage locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all hallway. that stuff was good. Like, the reveal was good as far as, like, obviously when Mark's in control, this is where he sleeps lightly. I like that you got everything there. And, yeah, just Conchu running around. And I think most of the time they're using, like, last week when they put Conchu in the middle of that field, that's where I think his CGI looked the worst because it's in daytime. It's just on, like, bright, bright greens where this episode was smart. They're putting him on, like, yellows and, like, darkness. And he looks better. So all that was good. The only thing that was weird was one point where he see Konshu and the camera like froze and it flashed and then he was on the street. I thought that was kind of a weird choice, but uh, other than that, liked it all. So that one scene in the uh, storage locker when he was uh, Steven was running, they did a quick cut like to look at his shadow and it just had a crescent moon yeah, with the cape. Was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that was really well done. Uh, you guys got anything notes or anything scenes to shut up before we call this a game? No. Everything for me. No. There were some Egyptian score mm-hmm. moments that cut, popped off. They're very, very <laughs> enticing. Mm-hmm. You excited for the Spotify playlist when that comes out? Oh, let's let's brew it up right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, there Let's you go. It ourselves. <laughs> this ep- yeah, yeah, illegally. Oh, the episode ends in Egypt, so I imagine next week we're going to get some Egypt-centric adventures. I feel like, obviously, Steve will be around, but I think we're going to get a very Mark-centric episode as well, cause, considering it ended with him being in control. And Yeah, I'm interested. Like I said, overall, I did really like the episode. The fanboy in me has a little, like, eh, I don't know, I don't know about that. But oh, I know whole- how that feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily, <laughs> it's not the same extent of Halo, where I'm like, okay, I like it, I'll give a shot but there's definitely like a, uh, I don't know but the show overall is still really good I like this episode better and I uh, can't wait to see where we are next week so hell yes that's Sounds everything good. ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for tuning in to episode 3 episode 2 of Moon Night Review episode 3 will be next week and we promise you it'll not be boring Bye-bye. peace Night.